Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello. Good morning. Welcome to our weekly internet program. I'm your host, Minister Joe Lewis, and you are listening to Free on the Inside, an internet program to inform you to encourage you and to challenge you to be all you can be. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, we don't know what we're going to be. We don't know, but God knows. Do you know he has already predestined and preordained you for such a time as this? Do you know that he's already got you set up to do the things that he wants you to do? I love it. I love it. I never knew I'd be doing what I'm doing today. I never knew that you'd be doing what you're doing. You know what you do. Encourage me to do what I do. i just like to say thank you for tuning into this weekly internet program. Uh, we've been doing this for a number of years, but who's counting? <laughs> today, 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 we're down at Dallas Life Foundation. This is our annual luncheon at Dallas Life Foundation. Dallas Life Foundation is a shelter, a family shelter, a single men shelter, single women shelter, senior citizen shelter, all there together to meet the needs of God's people. I love to say help change a life. So programs like this help change my life. Ministries like I'm involved in help change my life. What I'm doing today helped change my life. And guess what? I heard somebody say to the scriptures that God is no respect of person. What he does for one, he'll do for another. And so today, 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 we're in for a great time. We are, we're being blessed uh, by being able to do this. And we got plenty of volunteers this year. Uh, we got volunteers that's more than enough today. You know, we we like to just thank the Cotrail House, which is a juvenile center, which is a part of the ministry which God has assigned us to for such a time as this. You know, you hear me talk about the Cotrail House. It's for young men at risk. And they, they came out, the whole staff and all the young men came out to be a part of what we're doing. And so we are happy to be uh, uh, having them to walk alongside of us and everything. So we thank God for it. And so now we got a we uh, 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 now so we got some volunteers that's coming in here now so we got plenty of people that's going in and so all right so we got some we got some people that gonna lend their voice our program good morning I'm Minister Lewis and we're doing a luncheon here at Dallas Life Foundation you know we do a also an internet radio program which talks about ministry I know this young lady how you doing this is one of our jail volunteers here. Amen. So I want to thank you for coming. And please lend your voice so I will uh, program to let people know that it's a blessing to come down and do something like this. There's a, uh, there's, this is a life-changing event. It changed my life, and I pray that it changed your life, and everyone that you tell about something like this. So the next voice here will be Miss Sue. Miss Sandra. Miss Sandra, she's a part of our jail ministry. She goes down to the uh, Lutheric Women's. On uh, Wednesday, I believe, and they're having a great time. I get a good report, and the women's lives are being changed down now, and, and, and hearts are being rent by the word of God. So next for you're here, be Miss Sandra. Hi, I just want to say my name is Sandra. Uh, I am with uh, Baker Outreach of North Dallas, and I love uh, doing volunteering here uh, with the uh, life group. And 
and uh, it's it's awesome. It's amazing to see people uh, with uh, with love that we are able to reach out with them with love and to and let them know that we're here for them uh, if they're in any need. Uh, we're here. We're here to give them encouragement and the strength and the faith to keep going uh, with God in our life. There's nothing better than to have in our lives because it's awesome. He can do so many things for us. He can do miracles. He can he can do I mean he can do changing life for us and he changed my life as I was a drug addict and I was an alcoholic and and uh he did a lot for me in my life and I'm thank grateful and thankful for what he has done in my life. And uh so that's what I have to say. Thank you. God bless you, love, Sandra. Amen. Well, we pray to rejoice in her testimony, and we pray to change your life. So now we have uh, a few words from Sylvia. She'd just like to say hello. Well, a blessing to be down here at Dallas Life Foundation. Hello. My name is Sylvia, and I'm so honored to be over here at the Dallas Life Foundation, uh, helping see all these people and giving them words of encouragement and love. And I just want to thank God for giving me the opportunity to be here. And also God has done a lot for me. He has healed me from cancer. He has healed me from alcohol. He's healed me from a lot of things. And he's still working on me. And I do God and thank him for the opportunity that he gives us to get out and work with other people, too, and give them so much encouragement and love and give them the word. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Sandra. God bless you, you ladies. I know y'all going to be real busy. I'm going to see y'all later. Thank you again for coming out. Oh, amen. What a blessing it is, that amen. To have those two young ladies that sharing the goodness of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. As we get ready, we have another voice that's coming up here. It's Pastor Franklin. He's going to come on and tell us about his experience out here at Dallas Life Foundation and how we thank God for this young man. I met this young man the other day, and, and, and his spirit and my spirit just leap with joy of how God is using him and how he's making himself available. Sometimes people talk about it, but Reverend Franklin is about it. So the next voice you'll hear will be my good friend in the gospel. Reverend Franklin. Yes, I'd like to go home and go to God, and I'm glad to be here with the volunteers here at the Dallas Life Foundation. I'm the social minister of the Ebenezer Baptist Church in Ennis, Texas. Pastor Kevin A. Harris is our pastor, 1405 Johnson Street, Ennis, Texas. You are always welcome for you to come by and join with us at any time. And God bless you all. Y'all have a wonderful and blessed day. Now, Reverend Frank, you say you're from down in where? It is Texas. Now, the same thing that's going on in Texas is going up here in Dallas, right? Yes, sir. About the homeless population, the drugs, and just people just lost, just lost. What words of encouragement can you give to a lost generation? Well, I try to encourage the lost generation that, that if you just trust in Jesus, just have a little faith that God will provide a way. He says, you got to clean up what you missed up. And once you, you, you reflect on your life, right, and follow your direction with the Lord, your life will be positive. I mean, because you know, so many lost people where they think they know God, but they don't know God. So I'm just here to, I'm, I'm glad to be here to see the people that come in here and the things that they do. 
and the people will know what 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 it's like to volunteer. Because see, volunteering is that we're doing what Jesus did. See, Jesus comes to serve, not to be served. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, thank God bless you. Thank you. Hey, I'm gonna be around, and I know you will too. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and finish out this program, and we'll get some break bread as we talked about that today. Amen. Oh, man, what a what a great couple of interviews that we had. That was Sandra and Sylvia and Pastor Franklin. You know, these are the volunteers that came down here to assist us. And we also got some of the uh, workers at the Cottrell House. We're gonna maybe get them to come on and just share a few words if they have a desire to. But I would just encourage you to whatever God has put on your heart to do, consider the ministry, follow it. You know, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. But you know what? God will never give you no more than you can bear. I'm going to say it again. God will never put no more on you than you can bear. I'm going to say it again. God will never put more on you than you can bear. Either way you say it, it sounds like I can take it. That's right. And so we want to thank God for it. Uh, I want to make mention of my church, too, Teddy Grove Baptist Church, which is a line that's to come down here with Pastor Morgan. We want to thank God for it. We got my man here that just came over in. And so now we're going to get another voice here from Brother. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding, but I'm just overjumped with joy here. God bless you, my brother. You know what I'm doing. You know what I'm doing. <laughs> we got Brother Timothy just walked in our virtual studio. We're down here at Dallas Life Foundation. They lend us a room where we can actually do our program from down here. Oh, that's awesome. That's favor. But Timothy was a part of our jail ministry. He don't go, but he's still a part of it because he allowed his wife to come down. And guess what? He's faithful to even come down here on a Saturday. And Saturday, I consider to be me time. That's the time that I do me. But he gave his time up to come down and do something for the Lord. Oh, man. Sometimes we wake up and say, Lord, what would you have me to do? He said, well, there's a ministry going on over here. Once you go over there, that's something going on over there. And sometimes we, we have choices. We thank God for making the right choice at this season in our life. Brother Timothy, we'd like to hear a word from you regarding what's been going on with you and how the ministry has been taken off over at Victory Outreach. Come on, share with us. Encourage us, man. Good morning, everybody. My name is Brother Timothy. I'm from Victory Outreach, North Dallas. And God is good. Yes, I was a part of the jail and prison ministry. I got redirected by my pastor. My heart and soul is still with the prison ministry. But my pastor has me doing a prayer ministry inside the church now and building a prayer ministry team. And this morning my wife was going to come down, and I said, well, you got to go do what you got to do, and I got to do what I got to do. And God, he kept me awake all night with a headache. I had to sit up in bed, and my head was pounding so hard. And when I woke up this morning, I told my wife, I said, you know what? You have to go to work. You do what you got to do. I'm going down there to feed today. And so I got up and I got dressed. You know, God has, has, has something for us to do, you know, and we can't uh, run from God. Whatever God has a calling on your life to do, you have to do it. As a people, we have to. Because you know what the word says? That if we don't, God will raise a rock to take our place. I don't want no rock praising God for me. I'm going to praise God myself. I got a big mouth. I'm going to praise God. I'm a big old man. I'm six four, And I love God, and I love all that he's done for me. I did 26 years in prison. God changed my life. I was a gang member and a drug addict. God changed my life. No longer on on, uh, on on parole. I'm off parole, been out for five years. I, I use prison like a revolving door all my life, in and out, juvenile hall, prison, jail, institution, five years out of, out of prison. Five years, first time in my life. Married, got a great job, and in a great ministry. And God, what God did for me, he'll do for, he'll do for everybody because God is no respecter of person. God loves us so much that he does those things for us. And I thank God for putting... Minister Joel in my life because he he means so much to me. 
And me and my wife, we talk about him all the time. Just because I don't come down like I used to on a regular basis and my pastor has been doing a different thing, Minister Lewis is still in my heart. I carry Minister Lewis everywhere I go, his smile, his voice, his exampleship. And we have to find people in our life that will give, at least show us good exampleship. The Lord says, uh, 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 Paul says, uh, uh, follow me, you know, like I follow Christ, you know. And uh, as men of God, you have to have um, a man of God the man of God in your life to show you because he's already done and walked and been through the things that we're going to go through. So I love to minister Lewis. I love my pastor. And I ex- try to example uh, my life after this. I can't go wrong because God has blessed them and they're doing it right. So I just thank you guys for listening to me today. And I, I pray that you be blessed uh, on today. And, uh, amen. God bless you, Brother Timothy. Hey, man, thank you for those kind words. Thank you. And you know what? I love your pastor, too, man, because I know, I know what it's about. I knew your pastor long before I knew you, and I know you have a heart for it. So if he asked you to do something, I'm all agreement with it, man, because it comes from God, man. So thank you. Thank you. Man, uh, we got a lot going on just today, man. We've been blessed with kids from our juvenile. You know, that's what we do, JJPS, and that's just the J part, the juvenile part. So they came out today, and which is great because now we can talk to the young men about we made some mistakes. But yet we're overcomers. Why? Because he overcame. Oh, that's awesome there, brother. Yes, I was addicted to drugs. I was homeless, man. I'd like to tell the people, so I come down here long before they, all this beautiful painting and all this artwork, man. When I come down here, it was like pavement, man. It was gray. Man. I feel like my life was gray and dull, man. But when I caught a hope to what God wanted me to do and the glimpse of God's glory, man, it put a little brightness in my life. It had a little color in my life. <laughs> you know, so, and that's what it is, you know. <laughs> And, you know, because I was seeking the wrong things, man. You know, we have to seek God. We have to have that relationship, man. We want to have blessing. We want to be uh, secure, man. But you got to seek that. You got to position yourself. In the Bible, you talk, you hear about it, you read about how men position themselves, you know. Moses, he positioned himself to be blessed by God because he was working. And he saw that bush. He couldn't say, I'm going the other way. But he positioned himself. And God said, now I got your attention. Come here, you know. Like that blind man in Mark, while he heard Jesus was coming to town, and he positioned himself along the way. I got to think about what is, I mean, that's called determination. I have, a, I have a sense that you position yourself to be blessed. You position yourself for a breakthrough, man. You don't know how it's going to come, but you're in position. <laughs> man, let me wrap this here up, but I'm going to talk to you later. God bless you. And our young men are going to be doing this here, man, but please hang around. There's plenty of work to do, man, because none of that we can just encourage them, man. Because this is the next generation. We don't have to do this, man. We can see God find favor us to send other people. Right, that's awesome, man. That's awesome, man. That's awesome, man. And guess what? I see rainbow in there, man. I see black, white, Hispanic. Well, that's what it's all about, ain't it? That's what it's all about. God, don't respect the person. God bless you. Thank you, to Brother Timothy. Oh, man, what a great time that we had that with Brother Timothy, man. And as we, I, you know, I love what I'm doing in the ministry. I love how God brings men and women into our lives to, to encourage us and to keep us built up, you know, and uh, how the young men are being very faithful in the kitchen and how they got the directors in there. They, they work at you. You know, at the end of the day, people are going to be tired. At the end of the day, people are going to say, wow, man, this is, uh, I, I'm tired, but it's a labor of love. And so we want to continue to honor God in everything that we do. And today we're going over to the Caprail House, and we're going to be uh, doing a birthday presentation over there. That's something that we do on a, uh, once a month. And so we're going to be over there. And guess what? We get a double dose of these young men, and they get a double dose of us. And so uh, we thank God for that. Hey, but I, I did not give you this call-in number. 
That number is 310-982-4126. Again, that calling number to be a part of this great show, be a part of this episode, be a part of helping changing life. Oh, I love that. Man. I, used to be, I, just, I used to get bombarded with that. When people talk about, yeah, you can't help change no life. Why you got to say, say something like that? I ain't doing nothing. But God says, but God said, go ye down forth and baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and lo, I'll be there our way. Wait a minute, you asking me to help change your life? And he goes, and then in John, the 17th chapter, the 20th, some odd verse, and, you know, he said, wait a minute, Father, make them one like me, you and I am one, and make their word effective that they will believe that you sent me. Wow, that means that I could be effective in someone's life. That means that I could tell a drunk he ain't got to be a drunkard no more. I could tell a prostitute that she ain't got to be prostitute no more. I could tell someone I love that they could be loved. Oh man, you mean tell me that I can make you can make my message effective? That my message is effective? You know, people don't even listen to me, but maybe now since God is embedded in me, I can have that effective message. Amen. And so we want to thank you, thank you, thank you for making this here program effective and relevant in your life. You know, sometimes we don't ever know who listens to the program, but only if one person hears the program, if one person say amen, we, our living is not in vain. And so we want to thank you for uh, for continuing to support the program. And we got some uh, um, some previous audio clips that's coming up. We're going to do something for Mr. Gibson here. Mr. Gibson has a, um, a outreach ministry program, and so he's going to come on and he's going to uh, a recorded show here. He's going to come and he's going to share some things with us. And then we're going to uh, play some more recorded programs. So I'm going to mingle around with our guests and the volunteers just to see what's going on. I don't want nobody to say I'm sitting up here ain't doing nothing. But we got Brother Rick Williams coming in here. So Brother Williams coming in, and he's going to be a part of what we're doing. And so we thank God for it. He got his grandkids with him. And so... Uh, it, it, Evangelist Sharon is going to get out of here, but we're going to allow her to say a few words. What's going on? All right, when we come back, I want your voice. I'm on the program. You'll be a guest. Come in right quick and just say a few words. This is Evangelist, my friend, Sharon. She's a part of our jail ministry party at JJPS. This is the jail portion. We don't just talk about it. We feel about it for the kingdom. But right now, we're going to uh, ask her to be a guest on our program, and then her boss tell her what a blessing it is. And this year, God gave us a bunch of crops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the young men from the juvenile department. Mm-hmm. So you, we talk about it, but now you see that God yeah. is a blessing. Yeah, and, 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 and the ministry is supposed to be about bringing other people on. So we right. don't have to do that. We got people that we can show. The people right. who say, I'm going to get down there. Right. Somebody can call up Mr. Sarah and say, hey, I want to go. What do you think? Right. How should I handle myself? And you right. can tell them from past experience. Right. Oh, you're throwing a seed, my sister. Right. You're throwing a seed. So talk to us about the goodness of God and what a joy it is to be down here. And, you know, you'd be doing a lot of other things. Yeah. Saturday morning is your time, but you spend your time with us. I love that. That's me time. You know, but you spend your time with me in the ministry. Oh, that's awesome. Here you go. Yes, good morning. This is my last Sharon. We're down here at Life Foundation, and it's just a blessing to be down here just to serve other people and bring serving yourself. And God is so good. He, he, he will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory that they fight Jesus. And we got so many people that come down to volunteer. It's such a blessing spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and also physically. And he has blessed us financially. So he has sent in more than enough for our ministry to uh, feed the people today. So we just want to welcome you to 
old man changed. You said, I know, I was down. Keep up the good work, you know. So we don't want to live a whole life and not give back. You know, not give back. You know, because guess what? Somebody taught us when we were young. They taught some good things. They taught some bad things. I know some things when people talk. me that I wish I would have never learned. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, but why don't we restore? Why don't we teach those young people the right thing? They gonna make some mistakes, yeah. but they but the but the wrong is gonna overshadow the right. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it's a weight. It's a scale. You got more right than wrong. But guess what? It it it, it balances itself out. You know. It's true, so we make mistakes, man. So we gotta let our young people know and older people. Yes, you made a mistake, but God is greater. Yes, sir. Oh man, I love that. He's greater. He's greater, man. Do you believe he's greater? Yes. Do you believe he's greater? He's greater, man. He's greater, man. And tomorrow, uh, I'm, yeah, tomorrow you're going down to the jail. Yes, sir. And you're going to be doing services by yourself because I'm not going to be available. Yes, sir. Well, I want to thank you, man. This is not your first time. Yes, sir. But what was, give, give me an insight on what things that you might be sharing with the young men tomorrow. I know you might not know, but what's laying on your heart right now that you might share with those men down in Dallas County Jail? Well, what it is is that I would definitely share the experience that uh, we are doing today and to encourage them and just say that, hey, you know, even though you may be in a bad situation, but you're still in a beautiful location. Bad situation, but a beautiful location. Because the situation that you're in may not be perfect, but God still has you in a place to where you still is being fed, both naturally and spiritually, and sometimes God has allowed have to allow us to get in a place that where we can hear Him when He's speaking, because life has a way of uh, 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 of getting us to where we in the free world, you know, we will get lost in the things that we do, and God is trying to get our attention, and we don't hear nothing but what we want to do. I want what I want when I want it. But God, uh, when he sets us aside, because we are peculiar people, and we are separated. And see, when God has chosen you to do something, which I truly believe that a lot of times when people go through incarceration and stuff like this, the homelessness, uh, it's not because God hasn't chosen them. It's just that God had to allow them to come in order to get their attention, to get them on the right track, because I, too, was likewise, you know, but... You you know the story, you know. You was ministering to me about twelve years ago. Oh. And uh but here we is for the last six and a half, seven years, we've been going back to the same the same jail that had me uh locked down. We both go back there together. So, you know, all things are possible through Christ who strengthens us. And so and I just thank God you just gotta make sure that uh we as a, a, a soldiers of Christ that we just buckle down and do what we need to do so we can be an example. And so as I go tomorrow to share with the young men and the old men too, I will definitely give this experience and let them know that, hey, you too, God can restore you because as Jesus told Peter, he said, Peter, when you are restored, you have to go back and restore your brothers. And so I just thank God for you, Minister Joe, for the opportunity you have allowed me to come in, and you have brought me in just like a little brother, and you have showed me the ropes, and man, and I am definitely grateful, and, uh, and I encourage you all out there that's listening that you got to get connected with the right source. Make sure they are holy. It's, it's holy, you know. Make sure it's a God-based uh, 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 connection. And when you get plugged in 
God would do the rest. And uh, one water, one plant, one water, but God does the increase. And I thank God for uh, you watering the seed that was planted in me. And now God is doing the increase. That's why we are making. That's why we're successful. That's why this here radio. You remember you started uh, about six and a half, seven years ago doing this year what you're doing. They told you you was going, only going to do it, what, six months? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're still going. Still going. Yeah. Different location. Different location. Oh, that's awesome. Involved in a future. That's awesome, isn't it? Yes, yes. I got a chance to talk to a couple of them, and uh, I 
and they are really uh, some nice young men. And, you know, sometimes, you know, we just get straight, don't know which way to go. And for them to be able to come into the kitchen here and help out, uh, I, I asked one little young guy, uh, get your culinary skills up? And he's like, yeah, I'm getting ready to go into that next week. So this is awesome, and it's just awesome uh, for them to be able to experience this because some of them might not have known that this was a skill for them, that they are able to learn and to do some things other than uh, maybe play football or do uh, uh, basketball, those things. We need some cooks. We need some, uh, 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 you know, I love to eat. Yeah, I know these. I, I, I want to make sure that my yeah. cook know how to cook. And, and we know what? We need mechanics. We need barbers. You know, you success is just doing things that make you happy. Mm-hmm. That's a great thing. Because a lot of money don't make you happy. I learned that. I had money. And guess what? I was miserable. And, but it's money in cooking. Yeah. It's money in cutting yards. Yeah. It's money in, in doing this. And we got to know that that's for everybody across the board. It's just not set up for a certain group of people. And so we are excited. I'm excited. I'm excited just to see the young men here. Like I told one, I think I need a green shirt. They <laughs> <laughs> look good, don't they? Hey, listen. Well, my sister, God bless you. Thank you for coming out. Don't go nowhere. Okay, I want to talk to you. We'll sit down and break bread, okay? All right. God bless you. Now I have my little granddaughter and my little niece here, Kaya. They're going to just say hello. They're going to lend their voices. And I want to thank God for my little granddaughter. She's been coming down to different ministry with me ever since she was a baby. And guess what? You and I would be my baby. Now, she's uh, 10 years old now. Oh, she's 11. Oh, my God. I missed the birthday, huh? I missed one. Man, I guess that happens when you get older, huh? You know, so she's 11 years old, and she's been coming out for the street ministry. She's been coming out here to the shelter. So we want to thank God for it. And now she's going to say hello, and, and then we're going to let her go back and be busy. Then next while we hear a little Kaya. She's going to tell us how old she is, and then she'll just let us know what's going on. Hi, I'm Denaya. How are you? So, how you doing? How you like it down here, Denaya? It's really fun down here. All right, this is not your first time, is it? No. Okay, you gonna come back? Yes. All right, great. All right, that's good enough. Now, next while we hear from Kaiser, my lovely little niece. I love her. I love her. She got a beautiful smile. Now, how you like it down here? Oh, my, I actually love it. My second year here. It's a lot to help people that don't have much as we do. All right. Well, thank you. That's more than enough. Okay. And so I want to thank you, thank you, thank you for what you're doing and keep it up, okay? God bless you. Y'all go out there. I see you got your little work aprons on. And so y'all stay busy. We got some more things we can do. As uh, as Mother, uh, as Mother, uh, as Mother, my mama. As, yeah. Well, hello, Mother Hill. I hope you all listening. But uh, uh, we want to thank those young people for uh, lending their voices here. And I see the kitchen community doing pretty good. Uh, you know what? We have more than enough people this year, and so that's even better. And so but what we're going to do, we're going to play a pre-recorded program of Mr. Gibson. So kick back, relax, and enjoy what God is doing. It's getting free. So was it back in the much purpose time? It opened back up, and I mean, it's... Just been booming since. Oh, that's great. That's good. I noticed you have quite a few volunteers now. Uh, how do you get these people that that's volunteering with you? Because I know that people have a passion for it, but then now everybody's cut up to do what you're doing. And I know that you have a staff that they seem to be very eager and committed to what they're doing. And I thank God for that too. You know, God He uh, uses He uses uh, 
me to 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 let his light shine through me and it touches others and allows them to want that same light shine through them to touch others to glorify him and so that's one of the ways uh, uh just people seeing how hard and how hard we're working and the results of the people that it's touching and that's what allowed the people want to come out and give. They said this man don't even live in this community and he's doing all this. So they wanna come help and give back to their own community. And I also use uh uh the volunteer center. I get people that come through the volunteer center as well to help, you know, uh put the exclamation marks on the work that is needed out there. We uh get some very good people that uh made a few mistakes, but no major mistakes, you know, nothing major, nothing that they can't get over. And oh, all right, we we'll appreciate you enjoyed that interview. Now we're going to have something from the director of Dallas Life Foundation, Mr. Sweeney. He's going to come, uh, come on. This is a pre-recorded program, and so we're going to allow him to share some of the things concerning Dallas Life Foundation. So this show right here was pre-recorded back in uh, March of uh, 15, I believe. So it's a couple of years old. And since we took over the direction of that life foundation, a lot of things have happened. A lot of things have uh, been uh, embedded in the program, the mission. A uh, portion of our life is going through is full of established. I'm part of a mentoring program, so uh, you may hear me talk about that from time to time. So next watch you're here will be Good Mr. Sweeney, the interview conducted by LaShondra Lewis, giving us an insight on about This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I am LaShondra Lewis, your host for Free on the Inside, sponsored by Granny's Place. My co-host is Beverly Beasley of Granny's Place, and we welcome you to our weekly broadcast where we try to give you information on our community and minister to the youth as well. I would like to give a shout-out to Pastor Michael Morgan of the Shady Grove Primitive Baptist Church and Pastor Richard Terry of the Free Will Baptist Church. This morning, guests, listeners, our host, our I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm a little nervous. Our guest today is Mr. Bob Sweeney from Dallas Life. He will be giving us some information today on Dallas Life, a homeless shelter. Thank you, Mr. Sweeney, for joining us. Well, good morning. Thank you for having me. All right. How are you this morning? I am well excited, enjoying the cooler temperatures here in Dallas. Oh, isn't that a blessing today? <laughs> Very good. All right, we would like for you to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little about the Dallas Life. Sure. Well, uh, as Bob Sweeney, the executive director of Dallas Life, uh, I have spent the last seven years here in Dallas in uh, what is now the largest shelter. And in uh, seven years before that, I was in Flint, Michigan, in a medium-sized mission. And before that, I was the head chaplain for the state of Pennsylvania's maximum security prison system. And before that, 15 years 
as a senior pastor in Anchorage, Alaska, and central Pennsylvania. And I tell you that because I found it very interesting as a pastor where people in my churches wanted to make a difference in the lives of the homeless, and they really didn't know how to do that. Then I go into the prison system where inmates wanted to return to society as productive members, and they didn't know how to do that. And now God's blessed us with kind of the best of both worlds, Christian volunteers from churches plugging into the lives of the needy, and we are seeing real change. Since 1954, Dallas Life has been there to rescue the most vulnerable of our population out there by providing services to homeless men, women, children, and families of the Dallas Metroplex area, providing food, shelter, clothing, education, and most importantly, recovery programs based on the scriptures and the teachings of Jesus Christ where people can turn their lives around. So that's what's so exciting for us. Well, that sounds so wonderful, and you sound so passionate about it. And just a side note, I didn't know that you were a pastor. I am so sorry for not acknowledging that. Thank okay. you for letting us, giving us that information. Sure. Are you currently a uh, pastor anywhere today? Uh, well, I do speak at various places. I Sometimes I'm an interim pastor when churches are looking and they're in between, and I help a lot of churches uh, learn the process of how to select a pastor. I, I, I use it as, a, as an interim ministry, really helping churches realize that pastors are looking for the place that God wants them to be. And so many times when a church is without a pastor, they really rush through the process or just hire a relative or a friend, and they don't take the steps needed to really evaluate the needs of their church, introduce their neighborhood to the Chamber of Commerce, to the various pastors that might be looking, and, and really pray about this and fast and make it a diligent search for the right man. So oftentimes I'll go in for a weekend and help churches do that and speak over that weekend and challenge the congregation. Oh, that is such a wonderful thing. God has really, truly uh, given you your calling, huh? That's oh, I love beautiful. It. Well, you. I just would like to say that um, we enjoy working with the Dallas Life, and we've been there for um, five years where we come down and we help on every other uh, fourth Saturday of the month. We come in and we do the feeding, and on the uh, Fourth Saturday in August, we bring all the food and we do the cooking and the serving, and it has been such a joy and a pleasure for the Shady Grove Primitive Baptist Church to help out in that event. So I just wanted to thank you for allowing us to do that, and I wanted to get a little information on your passion for the Dallas Life Foundation or Dallas Life, and see uh, where you would like to be in the next five years. Well, that's wonderful. First of all, we we are grateful for churches such as yours because organizations our size can simply never operate without our wonderful volunteers. We have over 1,200 volunteers that come down, many in the form of churches that serve meals like yours does. Uh, oftentimes, those folks will come down and, and have such a compassion, a care, and a love for the homeless that they dump all of that love into a meal that they can serve, and it stays with the resident. It reminds them of the love that the community has for them. Uh, when it comes to my passion for homelessness, it's really twofold. One, 
is to really encourage the needy person. And second is really to encourage our society to realize they misunderstand what the average homeless person is like. The media wants us to believe that every homeless person is pushing a grocery cart or standing at a red light with a sign saying, will work, God bless, please help. But the truth is, Lathandra, that the, the average homeless person is looking like you and I. They're just running out of money before the end of the month. They're trying to keep their families together, having lost a job, an apartment, maybe a death in the family. Maybe they just found out they have a deadly disease, and they're struggling. And, and they look like you and me. We're sitting next to people in our church services every Sunday that are one, two, or three paychecks away from having to stay at a place like Dallas Life, and we would never know it. Oh, what a great interview that we had that with Mr. Sweeney. We're going to stop that for just a second here, and we got our co-host on the line here, Brother Daniel. Good morning, Brother Daniel. Good morning, Reverend Lewis. How you doing today? Well, I'm doing great. Thank you for calling in. We're down here at Dow Life Foundation. we got a lot going on. They allow us to use their facilities, man. I'm in my virtual studio, my studio away from my studio. And I'm out here, man, uh-huh. doing what God asked us to do, brother. We had a great group of young men out at the trail. I brought about 10 young men. We have our volunteers, and then we have a, a whole host of stuff going on. We prepared the food this year, as always. So, uh, But I'm excited, brother. What about yourself, man? How are things going with you? Uh, uh, I'm excited today about what's happening and uh, some of the things like like uh, on the recording program program that you just just had. I don't know. He was telling the truth, man. You know, a lot of people, man, they, they really they're about two two paychecks away from being homeless yourself. You know, else anybody can be like that. It's not it's not really one set certain uh, race of people or, or conditions of people that are that can be considered to be homeless. Anybody can be homeless. Any moment now, especially these days of times, you lose jobs and everything seems to be coming up. And right now, we got a condition coming on right now. We got a place down there in Houston. You got a tornado going on, hurricane going on, and no telling what might be coming out of this in the next three weeks. You know, who might be coming up out of here that needs somewhere to live right now, you know? And that's so true, that brother. That's, a, that's why it's always important, man, because it only through the grace of God it could be up. But it's a blessing in reaching out and, and change, you know, helping people. I love to say help change the life, brother. Because this is life change. This is a, we may not ever know, but someone's going to get a, a, a awakening out of something like this, brother. Amen. Hey, Amen. Hey, I'm just kind of yeah. help. You know, hey, uh, uh, that everything is going all right with you, uh, Reverend Lewis. And uh, I try to. Uh, what you and all your activities, and uh, basically everything is going all right with me today. So how well, does it look like with, 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 uh, how does it look with everybody? Everybody seems to be at, uh, having nice faces on, smiling faces. Everybody's we, happy. We, 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 yeah, uh, the volunteers. We hadn't served lunch yet. Lunch started at ten o'clock, so I normally have my show. Proud to uh, uh, lunch. Oh, that's oh, that's another volunteer. We got someone else coming, brother Daniel. We got somebody else that's going to come and share a thing. She's part of our uh, Granny's Place Ministry. And hello, young lady. How we doing? God bless you. Thank you. Uh, uh, we have uh, 
Sister Carla is going to come on and just share a few words concerning Granny Place Ministry and what she's doing. I hear a lot of great things going on with Granny Place Ministry. And so encourage us to be strong in the Lord. This is our weekly internet program called Free on the Inside. And so this is a part of Granny Place Ministry and what we're doing here down at Dallas Life Foundation. We got all our ministry coming together. The JJPS, the Juvenile Jail, Pilgrim Street. The young man's back there, part of the juvenile ministry. We're going, that's where we have the garden at over there. And so you know it's affected because it, 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 it blossomed in their life. You know, they let them young men to come and say, hey, you need more of this. That's awesome, isn't it? That's awesome. Because juvenile sons don't do that. They say, you come see us, but we ain't going to take you to them. And they actually trust us to bring them out. That speaks volumes. They trust the ministry. They trust Granny Flay's ministry. So, so Carla's going to say a few words to you, and then uh, we want to thank her for coming out. Hi. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I want to thank you all for tuning in. Uh, it's a, a pleasure to uh, come out and volunteer today uh, just to do our part to give back to the community uh, and to see so many others uh, coming out to do their part as well. Uh, it's a pleasure working with Granny's Place Ministries. I've been with Granny's Place Ministries uh, since uh, around October 2015, and I've got to experience a lot of things. Um, volunteering at Carter High School with uh, Cedar Valley, doing mentoring with ninth graders and seniors, uh, working with uh, readers to leaders. So many opportunities out there for us to give back and do our part uh, in the community. Uh, there are so many uh, youth and adults alike that need so many uh, services and resources, and it's just good to be able to partner with other like-minded people who want to serve the community and uh, be a part to uh, affect a positive change in the community. And uh, right now I'm going to give it uh, back to uh, Brother Joel. One moment. We want to thank you very much for uh, lending your voice. Sir. We understand this little challenge, but you've done good. You've done good, okay? I'm definitely going to have to have you back again. And then I have my wife on here, Sandra, and she's going to tell us about what's coming up now. I see that she is winding down on the preparation of the food, right? So what's the next stage? The next stage, we will go ahead and put it on the line and get our servers ready to uh, start serving. We are serving today chicken, baked beans, salad, and for a side snack, it's going to be some nachos. And for a treat, they're having ice cream. So God has blessed us to be able to have all of these people down here helping us today. And I thank God for all the help he's sent us today. Uh, as I'm, I'm sure you uh, have mentioned, Ms. Minister Lewis has mentioned the boys from the Cottrell House came out in full force. They are here preparing for us. They deboned out some chickens that we had. And it's been wonderful. And we've just having good fellowship and good uh, camaraderie, so it's, it's been a blessing up to this point. So back to the minister. Well, God bless you. God bless you. And we're about ready to wind down this part. Thank you. Thank you for lending your voice to us. And I still have my co-host on the line here, Brother Daniel. And so we're going to be ready to wrap it up. Brother Daniel. Amen. But, all right. Well, thank you, there, brother, for lending us 
your time uh, to allow those young ladies to come on and encourage. Man, that's what the ministry's about, Ricky. I don't want no. I don't want the to be on me, man. I want to bring other people in. I'm not setting no shade tree. If I do, I'm gonna set a big one because I want a lot of people sitting up under it with me. I ain't gonna be sitting up by myself. <laughs> you know how they said they don't be setting up no shade tree. That everything for people to sit up. They get you work and they sitting up under something. I set up a shade tree. I'm gonna have everybody up under because we all just kick back and relax after we done done everything we supposed to do. Hey, man, that's what it's supposed to be for. Supposed to share it with everybody. Share is a blessing. Share yeah. your blessing with everybody. If you got a blessing, God right. bless you with a couple of dollars. You know, go out and give somebody yeah. some of that money. And, and, and we got more than enough people here, man. Today we got so many got more than that people are running over themselves. So and that's a blessing, man. But so we're going to make use of it. Ricky, I'm, I'm going to have to get on off this here line here. What we're going to do is continue our interview here with uh, uh, Reverend uh, uh, Sweeney. It's a pre-recorded interview because we want them to go ahead okay. and finish telling us things about the Life Foundation. And so we're going to wrap that up. And we're looking forward to speaking with you next week, okay? All right, then. I'll see you next week, Reverend Lewis. All right, go ahead. Perfect segue into a book that I have written. Yeah, about four years ago, I was approached uh, by an oil and gas man who asked me if I would uh, be willing to write a book on why Dallas life is so successful. Because the average shelter in America that has a long-term recovery program sees 2 or 3% of its people go through the program graduate and never need those shelter services again. Instead of 2 or 3%, we are seeing 26% of our people graduate. And so Dr. Tony Evans, former Governor Mike Huckabee, Josh McDowell, and a few others came to me and said, we need to put this in written form. So I have written a book. It's called 2535 Main Street. It's based on the principles of Matthew 25, 35, that said, I was hungry and you fed me, I was naked and you clothed me. And this Matthew, in, um, in, um, I'm sorry, in, in uh, 2535 Main Street, it describes the details of Dallas life, my views on homelessness, why we are seeing the results that we are, and how other organizations, especially shelters across the country, can implement some of our things. The program is written in detail. I wrote our long-term recovery program about 12 years ago and have seen 1,500 people go through it. So you can get the first two chapters for free downloaded at 2535mainstreet.com. And so we're encouraging people through the book to really learn more about Dallas Life that way. Also, there's lots of times when uh, nonprofits who are just starting out will come to my office and spend a couple of hours with me. Trying, I try to give them uh, encouragement and hints to prevent struggle. How to, I, if I've made mistakes in the past, I want other nonprofits to not make them. So I deeply believe that we should all be in, in partnership and collaboration, not feeling as though we're hiding so that no one knows the success of our results. Like, we don't want that out there because people will try to steal it. I would love for people to steal my program. I'd like it to be used <laughs> all over the place. I hope they take it and just run with it. But, um, yeah, oftentimes they'll, they'll call me and we'll talk about how to start that feeding program or that clothing program or a soup kitchen or a nonprofit 
my telling them how to get a 501c3, how to develop a board of directors, how to work with uh, mailings that go out to your donors, how to work with a tax-exempt basis, how to talk to the media. Uh, so love, I love to do those types of things. But the book, 2535mainstreet.com, will certainly help a lot of people get some of those answers. Oh, that's a great, that is great. I, I just, when I was thinking about what to talk to you about, I was wondering, well, maybe you can help other nonprofits. Yeah. What is your greatest um, handicap when it comes to raising funds? Do you have one? Yeah, that's an excellent question because we all know that with the economy changing the way it is, there are some decisions nonprofits have to make. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, we have to be careful as as Christian nonprofits to not fall into that mindset that we always need to do it like the businesses do it. I think there needs to be that fine line in ministry where we say, "Hey, this is where I will not cross the line. I do this for Christ. This is, I won't change my purpose statement, for example, or my mission statement, and take God out of it just because I might be able to get a grant." Uh, one of the things I also noticed this year is that since the economy is so bad, there's many seminars out there challenging nonprofits on how to how to change our appeal letters. Appeal letters are those letters that go out every month that come to your home once you give to an organization and they ask you for money again. Well, so many places are saying, if you have that little old lady that gave you $25 a month and now she's only giving you $15 a month, maybe you can change your letter so that it will look like she'll feel guilty if she doesn't give you more money. And yeah. I say that's nonsense. What we need to do is be so grateful in realizing that lady changed her giving because she doesn't have it to give. So maybe nonprofits need to go outside the box and find some other ways to raise money. At Dallas Life, for example, two years ago, we realized that the homeless people that were staying with us, most of whom had food stamps, were oftentimes giving those food stamps to their relatives every month and not spending them on their children. Well, even though we provided all the meals, there were things like candy bars and hot dogs and some of those things that were not donated so we opened a convenience store and became the only shelter in America with a full-service convenience store inside. I found that people were spending food stamps in there, and now that, that store is doing very, very well and a good source of income for us, and it's right there on property. So the challenges that we face are just the daily encouragements of remembering our donors and our love for the donor always comes first. We love to use the word partnership. I love to use the the word uh, a challenge and and and, and camaraderie because I deeply believe we have the best donors, but donors need to be informed. Uh, people say no one's giving today. That is not true. Don't let anybody convince you of that. Donors want to see a changed life, and if you show them that that life is changed, and you can explain to them how that life is changed because of Jesus Christ. They will give to you because they see an honesty. Whereas if you if you paint a picture of how badly you want their million dollars and you'll name this after them and you'll do that, I find the older I get, the less I ask for money and the more I ask for people to change a life. And donors really, really love that. Oh, that is great. That's a great idea. I, I 
I think it's you know when you read the papers they tell you that you you know you can't get this and you can't get that and trying to make someone feel guilty is not a good thing. I mean, I don't want to I wouldn't want to make somebody feel guilty to to give me some money to right. uh, when there's a, a need it would you know it would make me feel bad to, that that person would feel so Correct. guilty that I would like coercing someone to give something. Sure. Also when you realize that there there's always competition out there for those donor dollars and too oftentimes shelters or other nonprofits make the mistake of saying that since we know that God will always take care of us, which you and I know is true, too mm-hmm. oftentimes the Christian organization almost kind of bury their head in the sand and say, even though times are bad and even though I have no idea how to raise money, I'm just going to sit back and not do anything because God's got to protect me anyway. Well, I think God's also given us a mind and common sense. Yes. <laughs> and we don't want the nonprofit to yeah. close and then say, God must have closed it. Well, maybe he closed it because we got lazy. So we have to go out there and do our task, do our part. And I always remind our our, our donors and my staff alike, I use the phrase, pray for the donor. Don't pray on the donor. Oh, pray wow. for the donor. Don't pray on them. Because the donor wants to see a life change. And the donor who gives $50 to your organization, in my case a shelter, next month they want to know that we've done something to make that man move on whose $50 fed them lunch and dinner every day. Next month they want their $50 to go help someone else. So at Dallas Life, we don't want to be known as a shelter because if we're only a shelter and you stay with us for six months, then you go your way, we go our way, you're still homeless, and we're still a shelter. No, we want to be a recovery program so that you don't need our services next year at this time, but you can be standing up, speaking in microphones as to what God has done to change your life, how you let him do that, he gets the glory, not you. You're recovered and feeling better, and and the donor sees that that life is no longer at a dead end. That's what our goal is. That's great. That's, That's great. a praise report within yes, itself. It is. Yes, it is. It just makes me feel so at, wonderful. You, yeah. Most of the time when yeah. you look at the city, and they're talking about shelters like they created that new one, to me, it seems like they're always trying to hide the homeless people, not um, uh, really work with them. It's like they're trying to hide them. Well, Do now you, you really touched on a major, major topic that's being debated on the news and newspapers all over, and the subject is housing first. It's a buzzword that you see in the media and in the newspaper, and it's exactly what you just said. It's about out of sight, out of mind. If we know the scripture says the poor will always be with us, I wish people would understand the homeless are not going away. So the biggest question I have in all of homelessness is this. Why don't people realize homeless people used to have a home? If we don't find out why they lost that home, they will lose every home we give them until we get to the root of the problem. So in homeless, in um. In Housing First, this is where it started. It started in the Bronx, New York, then it went on to Manhattan, to Miami and Seattle. And the deal is this. 
If you're homeless, it costs $325 a night to keep you in Green Oaks or a mental hospital in your city. Now, it only costs $125 a night if they have to keep you in jail. So they have been looking for a way to keep homeless people on a daily rate at less than $125 in every major city in America, and they've come up with it, housing first. In housing first, what they'll do is they'll go to owners of abandoned apartments or hotels and say, why can't you rent out the rooms in your hotel? Because it's a bad neighborhood or maybe because there's abatement issues, asbestos, old dilapidated buildings, much like you and I would think of a slum landlord. And so the, those landlords and, and hotel owners can get government assistance by the government saying, what is the value of that room that you're trying to rent? Well, the value of that is $300 a month. Okay. What if the government gave you $300 a month and you let us fill your apartment or your abandoned hotel with a lot of homeless people? They could live there for free. The government pays you. No one sees the homeless people on the street. Well, the end result is, ladies, that the landlord gets rich. Homeless people are forced into these abandoned buildings. No one is there to give them bus passes, job training, uh, casework volunteers. And they end up turning that abandoned building into a dope house because no one's there to support them. If they're mentally ill, they sink deeper into their depression. Well, they give you the apartment, and there's this time limit on it of either four months, eight months, or one year. At the end of that period of time, you have to find yourself a job where they will evict you. If they evict you, you cycle right back through another shelter, another shelter, and they replace you with someone else because so long as they keep it occupied, they're getting rich. So we look at that and say that doesn't help the homeless person. That just throws them through the cycle of homelessness again. So we tell our residents in our long-term program, you are not allowed to jump into one of those programs for housing until you're closer to graduation. Our program is 10 months long. But unfortunately, you have places like Seattle who've even gone another step, whereas if you're a homeless person on the street and you're brought into one of those apartments, they even have an alcohol center where you stop. And if you're shaking from alcohol consumption yesterday and you're withdrawing from it, they give you a couple of drinks to calm your body down before they put you in that apartment that day. Now they're adding to your addiction letting you stay for free, and they're collecting government money while they do it. We don't think that's the answer. So the next day the person's going to have that same issue. Absolutely. So they're they're getting paid to just really just put you away and keep you contained. Yes, that's terrible because their addiction's getting worse. They're closer to death because studies show that alcoholics who repeatedly get into a drunken stupor will drink a little bit more next time to get just as drunk. So, All right. What a great interview they have, Mr. Queen. You can hear uh, the remaining portion of that interview on our uh, our Blog Talk Network archive section under uh, Reverend Sweeney uh, at Dallas Life. Uh, We're coming to the end of our show now. We thank you for your uh, listeners attending this, we pray that something was said and encourage you to be uh, uh, to be involved in ministry. You heard uh, from quite a few guests this morning. We uh, 
We've been uh, we've been truly blessed by having young men come down for the Cottrell House, uh, a representative from Granny Place Ministry, which I'm a part of, and uh, and a host of other ministries. Also from uh, Victory uh, Outreach, Brother Timothy and Sandra, them they came down and they're assisting us in the kitchen. And so now we're getting ready to make that transition for the for the launching. And so we want to uh, just take time out again to thank you. This show will be. Uh, put on our blog talk network uh, in shortly, so you can go back and listen to it in its entirety. And and do me a favor, help change your life, okay? Do that. I'm serious. Go out and help change your life in Jesus' name. We get ready to wrap this here up. Before we get out of here, I like to have a word for I want to thank Brother Daniel for calling in. Brother Daniel had other obligations today, but he still lends his voice the support of this network here. But our time is we're going back to our regular time next week from eight to nine. Uh, today we just had a special program, a special time because we were uh, out here at Dallas Life Foundation. So we'll just go from there. Today we stayed earlier. We're having a, some, we're having chicken, uh, salad, uh, baked beans, and uh, nachos. And so we'll just go from there. And so uh, God bless you. Enjoy the remaining portion of your day. Looking forward to seeing you next week and getting on out of here with a word of prayer. Great Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. So Lord, we thank you for this. Uh, for this ministry, which we have signed our hands to do that down at Dallas Life Foundation, dear Lord, how we are continually to show the love of Christ, dear Lord. That's what James said. This is true religion, dear Lord. Take care of the orphans and widows and keep yourself separated from the world. How do we do that? By doing things honorable and pleasing to God, to let people know that there is a God. Let them know that God loves them. Let them know that they are needed. Dear Lord, you have it resonated in our spirit. that has helped change life. I thank you for what you've done through other men. And women, dear Lord, to encourage me to be strong in the Lord. And the scripture said that when you are restored, you strengthen your brother. Dear Lord, we pray that we said something, dear Lord, that makes a difference in the life of these men and women here at Dallas Life Foundation, dear Lord. And that they too, at the end of the day, they can say amen, hallelujah. Thanking God for what he's doing in their life. Dear Lord, as we get ready to end this program, we thank you for this opportunity in the name of Jesus. Amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.